Blog Talk Radio. I'm having a lot of fun doing the kind of shows I'm doing. It's just good. 
good old fashioned old time wrestling is kind of what it feels like and uh seems like uh even though I'm not able to you know bump around too much right now like I, I do miss it like I, just to be able to get back in there in in any fashion that was fun and I did do uh commentary last night which I haven't done too much of before, especially in a setting where I'm watching it live and kind of bouncing off somebody. So, yeah, I got to sit under the learning tree of uh, E.J. Draper, just kind of learning as you go with it or whatever, and I felt like um, yeah, it, was, it was fun to just be in that position and kind of dabble with that. So, I don't know if that's something... I'd be doing in the future, but yeah, started training 2014 and still trucking. I guess that would about <laughs> summarize it. You alluded to a little bit of the history there in Minnesota. Eddie Sharkey, a very legendary trainer, and so many people that became nationally known came out of Minnesota, guys like the Road Warriors, like Scott Norton, like Kurt Hennig, like Ric Flair, they all came out of Minnesota. There's a ton of history there, of course, being home of the AWA for over 30 years, really put Minnesota on a map as well. Do you personally do much as far as looking at the history of pro wrestling in the state and research what's come before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I, um, what intrigues me is that, you know, the population was a fraction of what it was, uh, in these like older decades and stuff. And I'll, I'll see, uh, I had a buddy who had a stack of like, uh, AWA match cards, and and it'd just be the most random towns, like towns where it's like there can't be, you know, more than a couple thousand people in this town. I'd be like the draw for it might be more than if every single person in town were to go see the wrestling show kind of thing. Like they were still able to pull thousands of people in, in towns where I think a lot of promoters maybe wouldn't want to run in just because uh, – they're not close to like an urban area or a more densely populated area. So yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Um, I, uh, as far as like the old, old time wrestling, I, I, I do like the Crusher. Like I feel like he's such a great promo, such a great character, uh, and I feel like he's kind of like a precursor for some of the Dusty Roads and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin type of people. Like He, he did have like hella uh, working class hero kind of vibes. Um, so he'd probably maybe be my favorite AWA uh, AWA guy. I really like the uh, Midnight, Midnight Rockers uh, AWA stuff, the cage match they have with, uh, I think it's Summers and Rose. Uh, I think that's like a top-tier cage match there. But, yeah, I wish there were more accessibility to uh, some of that old AWA footage. I feel like some of that is, is a lot harder to find than it is for the old NWA and WWF stuff. <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, I wish I wish that was still a thing, too. Is, is sometimes I think about that. Like, if the AWA never went out of business, maybe somebody else bought the rights to it and was like, oh, we're going to make this a thing. Like, we're not just buying the brand to kill it. We're going to buy it and try to make something out of it. Like, I still think it would be such a viable brand, but I, I have a feeling that the people that own the AWA brand name and all that probably wouldn't, uh, 
probably wouldn't want to part with it, but it'd be nice to see somebody take ownership of that and do it. So, yeah, I, I love the old stuff. Uh, Mr. Perfect, Kirk Hennig, Ravishing Rick Rude, uh, all those Minnesota guys. Like, <laughs> you were talking about Scott Norton. There's a guy who's got a lot of uh, gems, I think, just watching some of the old matches where it's like, man, you want to talk about uh, being a convincing or whatever, like, man, like, that dude just seemed, like, scary, like, powerhouse kind of. Road Warriors, same thing. Like, I, I, I love that. I love that stuff, so. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the history, and I'm just grateful to have been able to make, you know, a tiny little contribution here. A chance to be a part of something I've always loved. You mentioned having to heal some things up. Uh, I know you were injured in a match in the not too distant past and uh, got through that, but I know the injuries are there, and that's something all wrestlers have to deal with at some point or another in their career. Yeah especially with the style of wrestling that you do, which is a lot more physical than some other people would do, what are some of the injuries that you've had over the course of your career? I'm sure I'm I'm missing something here or whatever. Like, I try, I try and, like, almost, like, forget about that stuff because I feel like it's out of sight, out of mind or whatever. But I do have, like, something really weird going on, uh, it's not painful. It's just like it feels like there's a growth there. <laughs> it's probably it's, it's, there's something going on in my shoulder that I'm not entirely sure about. But it's it's not like anything that like I don't know. I, I'm I like I I kind of expected that there'd be some of this would just come with the territory, and I've just been lucky enough where I haven't had haven't had anything like <clears throat> super life altering like happened to me because of this stuff. Well, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I got I got, I got, uh, <laughs> a little reminder on my face, I guess, every time I uh, wonder what, what I've done with my life. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, as long as I'm having fun, I'm going to keep doing it, you know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping this injury thing is just like, uh, I'm assuming it's just going to be a tiny little speed bump in the road and, Everything is going to be back to normal, back to business. And I really do want to, uh, if I'm having to be forced to take this break, I'd almost want to take, like, a little time to just kind of get, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it maybe like I, if I can't get right, Mentally, just because it is, it is such a uh, such a trip, just to like be like, oh, now all these things that you take for granted, just being able to get up and walk to the fridge or go take a piss or whatever, like every single thing is such an obstacle now. Is what it feels like half the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be a Ronda rain cloud about it. Like I, I, you know, it's it's really not that big of a deal. It's not not that bad I guess but yeah they did have to do some surgery and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be a minute so I think uh, like Tom Petty said uh, waiting is the hardest part and that's kind of where I'm at with it totally understand that I've been there myself Uh, you also are in a lot of matches that are going to very potentially lead to blood during the course of a match, and blood's been sort of a hot topic in wrestling the last few years because of what medical science has learned on bloodborne pathogens. There's detractors and supporters of having blood on shows. Where do you personally stand when it comes to blood within pro wrestling here in 2023? I would say that almost needs to be handled on an individual case by case basis. Basically, is 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 that that's not like a one size 
fits all thing is like this is the way we should do it as far as blood goes. I, I think as far as the blood stuff, uh, I don't know. For me, that I think that's part of the stuff that uh, made it seem like may oh yeah i'm pretty sure this is real you know when i was a kid just being like yeah like that, that guy's busted open so like yeah these guys are really fighting dude you know like uh so i think sometimes as long as it's used as a storytelling element and there's a reason for it uh other than uh trying to be a goofball and i'm i'm saying that as like just like the genre of, I guess, the kind of wrestling that you'd see on TV or even the stuff that I'm involved with on the independent level um, is that you can't hold uh, every genre to the same because it's uh, just different, uh, different flavors and all that kind of but as far as, like, my personal take on it, I think, you know, it's it's nice to have as, like, a rare treat. Cause, um, cause sure. for example, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I guess <laughs> maybe this isn't a good example because it wasn't, like, an example of less is more, but I thought that, uh, that Justin Rhodes versus mm. – uh, yeah, Dustin versus Cody. I think that was the AEW one. And it's like, it, it was crazy because it's like when I saw how people were reacting to that match or whatever, it was like, uh, it was like a, they knew they saw something great. And it's just like, maybe they didn't need that much blood. You know, uh, I guess it's subjective. For me, I thought, I thought you know, yeah, I wouldn't want to see this every Wednesday or every, uh, you know, every single time. But, but for that match, I thought, I don't know, I thought that ruled. I'm sure you also have been in a number of shows that take place in bars. A lot of wrestling promotions in the last several years have found bars to be a good spot for shows because the 21-plus nature of them often leads to the style of wrestling they want to present. Uh, bars like to have wrestling in them because it will draw those people in and they'll spend money at the bar, and so there's added income for them. Some wrestlers don't enjoy the wrestling in bars just because of the nature of the fans, if they drink a little bit too much, there's a little added danger of one of them trying something stupid. Uh, you also have the fact that usually the commissions will watch bar shows a little more closely just to make sure nothing is happening that would also violate the health code for the restaurant slash bar. Do you personally enjoy having wrestling shows in bars, or do you think it's something that you'd rather not if you had the choice, but you'll still do it? I look at it like it really depends on the bar because you got some bars where it's like, okay, this is like a badass bar. This is like where people, you know, drink and fight or whatever. And, you know, you're like, oh, you guys think you're tough doing the wrestling or whatever, you know, like whatever, you know, um, not a fan of that, but I think, you know, I, I'd love to, to work a show where they got, like, a ring set up at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Like, to me, that sounds like a great time. So it depends on the uh, it depends on the bar. I, I, uh, I've enjoyed some of the stuff we've done at uh, some of the breweries or whatever because those are a little more uh, high scale or whatever. And I, I usually generally don't really drink the fancy stuff, so that's uh, – just uh, a chance to dabble with some of that after uh, fulfilling my obligations in the ring. So uh, it, it really does because there's some places where it's like, why the hell am I here? But to me, it's uh, uh, to me that's part of the fun of doing it on this level. And I'm sure there's people that feel very, very differently about that. 
but I think just being being grateful for having a chance to wrestle anywhere could be uh, just my way of uh, keeping things in perspective. Well, at this point in time, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, is standing by, and I know Coach has questions as well, so I'm going to pass things right over to him. Right on. Thank you. Hey, brother. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. I'm enjoying your story. My first segment is called Heroes. Who were your heroes Hero. growing up? Oh, man. You know, I I might get some heat for this one, but I was a little Hulkamaniac. But I was also, <laughs> you know, just oh, a little warrior, a little, little macho madman. Mad uh, like just basically that whole uh, golden era of WWF, and then you know inevitably some of the NWA guys, and even the people I wasn't familiar with, just flipping through the magazines on the magazine rack. Uh, like I remember seeing uh, uh, One Two Three Kid or X Pac uh, before he was ever on TV in one of those wrestling magazines. And, uh, that would have been uh, when he was doing the Lightning Kid thing. I just remember thinking, man. This guy's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, because, yeah. And because he was he was a Minneapolis uh, or Minnesota guy, so I so I was like, yeah, okay. I've never seen this guy wrestle. I've never seen anything uh, other than a picture, and I'm like, yes, this is one of my guys for sure. Uh, which which turned out great for me, uh, you know, like seeing that on TV and just be like, oh. Yeah, he, he was one one guy I immediately gravitated toward, which is funny because it's like uh, you would think, like, I don't know if people think just because I'm a big dude uh, that, you know, I want to watch nothing but uh, great Kali matches or something like that. But uh, I, I, I do dig uh, some of the old, uh, just all the big boys from back in the day, like wh- whether they were big like Andre or big like Yokozuna or just like just the super heavyweights in general, like love some Vader. Uh, so yeah, like as far as wrestling goes, it's like, dude, everybody's my hero pretty much. As far as like when I watch the stuff that, uh, you know, made my childhood uh, a better a better place uh, and all that. Uh, yeah, I, I look at them like they're all my heroes, man. Right on. What about in sports and music? Oh, in sports and music, okay. As far as sports, <laughs> I, even before the NWO shit, I, I was really digging Dennis Rodman. I just thought he was just like such a controversial, crazy kind of cat. Like I, I immediately gravitated towards that. And I was actually making it a point to try and watch a lot of the uh, NBA stuff in the uh, mid-'90s. Was really into it for a minute there. Um, as far as other sports, I'd say uh, Barry Bonds, dude. Oh my God, dude! Like whichever team he was on would be my team. So I was like a Pirates guy for quite a while, like as opposed to uh, you know being a Twins guy. Like I, I would assume if I had a chance <laughs> to grab a jersey. Or whatever, if, if you know, it's like pick one. It's like, dude, I'm getting the Barry Bonds jersey because I had a uh, <laughs> when the when, when sports cards were a big deal. I just had page after page of freaking Barry Bonds, and I, <laughs> I'd love to see that card case. Um, as far as other sports, uh, I guess I guess Brock would be like a, a hero. I know that's kind of going back to wrestling, but. But like I don't know, man. He, he, he's like he's like somebody who's like, dude, you don't have to do anything to convince me, other than just exist. Like he's just so convincing because he is what he is, man. He's just he's just a beast. Uh, music, music, uh, man. Honestly, I I don't know. Like I feel like at one time I would have had. Some people like I like I was really into uh, the the um, the rap stuff for a little while, and uh, 
like like me some R and B, like me some funk or whatever. I guess if I had to narrow it down to like a person that I think is like cool as far as music stuff goes, like I think Jimi Hendrix. Man, there's a guy that had something. That that guy uh, that guy rules. Um, what else would be a hero? Uh, I can't think of anybody from. Maybe Je- oh, it, it all goes back to wrestling. Yeah, you know, it's like maybe Jesse Ventura. I'm thinking of like <laughs> the politician. Yeah. Who's a politician? And, and it wouldn't. Yeah. I don't even know that. I was I was a kid when he got elected governor. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I was just like okay, yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura is the governor. Damn right, dude. <laughs> like proud, nice, proud to be yeah. a citizen. Yeah. And we're sure proud that uh, Jimi Hendrix from the Northwest over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, hey, in your life, what are some of the most memorable matches you've seen? You've mentioned a few, but the most memorable matches you've ever seen on a VHS tape, Internet, live, whatever. Just across the board, I'd say, uh, as far as seeing uh, live matches, like, I'd been to, like, WrestleMania and, and stuff like that, but there was uh, a, a six-man tag at uh, the Target Center between uh, the Wyatt family and the Shield. And I, I don't know that I've ever really felt energy like that. It literally just felt like everybody there was losing their minds because it, it just felt <laughs> like such a big, big match. It was It was like some, like, Road Warriors were in the house kind of stuff. And it's like, I remember seeing those old WWF shows. And uh, it's like, I, I wouldn't remember matches from the live experience so much as just like moments of just being like, holy moly. Yeah. The fog, is ri- the, the fog is rising up from the skull, and here comes Papa Shango. And like, my little sister is like shook. Just like, 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 I don't know, and and like that dude freaked me out when I was a kid, man. Like I remember watching the TV, just being like, seeing the uh, Ultimate Warrior throwing up stuff and the black goo yeah. coming from his head, and be like, oh my god, voodoo. Yeah, is some real. of them skits, some of them skits, yeah, we're real, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a fan of that stuff, but as far as like matches, I I really like. Uh, <laughs> Funk and uh, Funk and Flair '89, I think it is. Yeah. There's some, there's some, there's some stuff in there where, to me, just the whole uh, that feud was a lot of fun because it was like, uh, what was the, Terry was gone to film like Roadhouse or something, and he's all like, oh, Mr. Flair, can I shake your hand? You know, like I just want to let you know I'd love, I sure would love a shot at that title. Flair's like, nah. Dude, like you're you're out in Hollywood, dude. Like I'm 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 here to defend this against. Nah, man. Like, like I don't know. It just felt like stuff got real heated real quick there. Like, like I feel like I, uh, you know, maybe I may look at it through a different lens. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, uh, like WrestleMania five, the Mega Powers exploding. That would have been my, uh, like, oh my god, kind of match. I remember the first time I saw uh, Undertaker versus Hogan, and uh, Flair slides the chair in the ring, and then uh, uh, Taker hits the tombstone on the chair, and just being like, "Oh my God, I've never seen this man lose in my life!" Like I've never seen Hulk Hogan lose a match, and I rented the VHS, so I'm young enough where it's like time doesn't exist. It's like, oh hell yeah, dude! I'm about to watch Hulkster versus Taker. This is a there's a big one right here. And just, yeah. just feeling like, oh, my God, dude. And, of course, Bobby Heenan always, like, Hulkamania is dead. Just, like, uh, great stuff. Um, as far as more recent stuff, I'm trying to think of uh, what would be, like, the most recent match that sticks out. I mean, honestly, at WrestleMania, was it Rhea Ripley? Uh, Rhea Rip Rhea Ripley saying that right, I think. And, uh, uh, was it Charlotte? 
Who was the other? I, I I just remember being like there was one like women's match where it was uh where uh, it was whatever went on right before the Sami Zayn uh Kevin Owens uh the tag team main event and, and it's like for me at the end of the night my, my big takeaway was like that wasn't one of the best women's matches I've seen that was one of the best matches I've seen because it just felt like they were just beating the holy hell out of each other. So I, I did a lot of that, even going back to, like, the uh, All Japan women's, uh, like, the, the stuff in the early 90s they did, and um, just, like, I, I, I dig that stuff, too. So a little bit of everything awesome. as far as I, can, I can't think of what matches would be like. Yeah, I, I really have to sit down and think of that. Like, most, you said most right. memorable? Most memorable, yeah, yeah. probably 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 Hell in the Cell. If I had to pick one, it's like uh, seeing a fucking. Or, sorry, uh, I excuse my language. <laughs> just seeing a dude get tossed yeah. from that height through that, like that, that that stuck with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we're excited to hear about your most memorable matches. Oh, Jiminy Willikers! I am not entirely sure where to. <laughs> How to navigate this one? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think to uh, should have thought about this one in advance. I just had <laughs> one with uh, Reverend Ricky Norin that uh, it was uh, it was just kind of happening as it happened and stuff like that. It wasn't like. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it's almost like, yeah, my words will not do it justice. So that, that's one that I'm actually kind of proud of just from a entertainment value type of thing. Like it's, it's, it's by no means a five-star classic or anything like that. We're not, you know, doing dueling cartwheels or anything like that, but it's, uh, it's, I, I thought it was, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine anybody like coming off the street, seeing that and not being like, "What did I just witness?" Is it available online? Yeah, it would be. It would be on YouTube. It would be uh, just search. I think just Stonehenge versus Reverend Ricky Norin, uh, State of Pro Wrestling. I think. And yeah, that was uh, that was definitely an interesting one. Um, no. Nah. Like, what would be uh, such a generic thing to say? But it's like I feel like I haven't had it yet. Like, okay, as far that's as good. The, the the match, the like the match that's gonna make me like feel like satisfied enough about it to be like, uh, yeah, that was one. I had one in like a pig barn, or it was like a 4-H barn against uh, a dude that doesn't wrestle anymore, but good Lord, uh, it was, uh, I think he was doing like a, what is it, the uh, Eddie Murphy coming to America, African Prince kind of gimmick, and and (laughs) I don't know why, but for whatever reason, he was over, like, the most over I've ever seen anybody ever, like, Oh, junction and uh, and as a heel, I was the same. It was just like the, the crowd was just so hot for everything, and so I think it it did seem like there were a lot of children who were unattended. So I don't know if there was uh, some housing nearby <laughs> that they might must have escaped from, or uh, but yeah, you know the kids will run up, try and punch you and kick you and do all that stuff. Oh. Jeez, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like you know, a fan of that per se, but I'm a fan of the fact that maybe uh, they're riled up and, and getting into it enough where they're just like, man, they really hate the bad guys, and they sure do love the good guys, and just, I don't know. To me, it's a beautiful thing. That's so that priceless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of like, I got, like I can't really think of anything where it's like this was a great. Oh, I had one at Showtime in Wisconsin versus Rampage Santana, where I feel like I took like 
the nastiest looking German suplex that, that I think I've ever seen. And I don't think there's footage of it online. I'd seen somebody show me a clip of it on their phone and I know they filmed it, but there, there was just like a lot of, a lot of, uh, hijinks in that one. So he's a guy that's fun to work with and he's kind of hit that next level or whatever. So, uh, mad props to him, uh, rampage Santana. The, right on. Okay. Okay. This next segment is called favorites. I'm sure sign guy and the rest of the fans would like to know what your favorite coffee to drink is. If you drink coffee. Oh, okay. See, I don't know much about coffee, but I know that I'll, uh, I'll just go dark, man. And, uh, sometimes I like going to quick trip and, uh, they got the espresso machine right there. And, uh, so I'll do some coffee and then I'll just like, be like, yeah, let's like throw a triple shot of espresso in this bad boy. Like really, uh, really, uh, get, get this cardio session started earlier, you know? <laughs> nice. Okay. Now, what what has been your favorite concerts you've seen? Oh my God, dude! Uh, I went to see uh, Guns N' Roses not that long ago, but it's like of, <laughs> of of my list of like bucket list performers to see. For the most part, I feel like I've seen none of them, but getting to see them like is like crossing off. Like, dude, I can't help it. I I get it. Like Axl Rose is maybe not not everybody's cup of tea and, and all that but as far as just like to me the music stands for itself man like yeah. appetite for destruction alone like that's that's got to be a top 10 uh yeah, for, the, yeah. for that genre at least i i don't know I, I i would i would hope i would hope that's not too controversial to take but <laughs> i don't know it, it, it's it's really connected to like my childhood too just because I really uh, I really had like I think I had the cassette for that deal so um, yeah uh, uh, for for the age they were they must have went they must have went up there for I don't know felt like they were up there for hours on end but I was never getting bored Uh, I I wasn't getting tired crowd wasn't getting tired they weren't getting like it was just like dude like this is this is crazy because I would not expect this level of performance at this stage of the game because they're not exactly young bucks anymore. Oh yeah, definitely. You definitely get your money's worth. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've, I've heard uh, different things about some of their recent stuff, but for me, it's still them, you know? Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like a highly judgmental, like, oh, they sound like shit live kind of guy or whatever. It's like, you know what, at least they, you know, if they're going out there and trying more power for them. Uh, I think I think I had another thing you got to bleep there. I'm sorry. I keep slipping. Okay. good. <laughs> okay, who's, who have been some of your favorite people to work with? Um, I would say... Working with uh, P.D. Brown and AWF has been a lot of fun just because uh, just having somebody where it's like you can bounce ideas back and forth and, you know, obviously, like, you know, not everything is going to be, you know, hit or anything like that, but just having able to go out there and uh, that's willing to take a swing on something is like, if it goes, you know, good, great. If not, whatever, because we can just go back to the drawing board and uh, try something new or whatever. So just having people where it's able to be more of a creative storytelling type of thing as opposed to strictly these are my moves, I'm going to yeah. do all my moves. And I want you to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And to me, that's like, the, that's it, it, to me, it just, it's got to be a collaborative effort to a certain degree. You know, even, even like, even like, uh, 
I think, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm uh, remembering being so green where it's like uh, having some of the vets be like, okay, well, do you have any big moves? And just being like, uh, well, I know how to do a body slam and a suplex because that's how, <laughs> you know, early on in my training and stuff, just be like, and then just being like, oh, my God. What are what are my moves? Just like everybody, uh, you know, uh, talks about the five moves of doom. But I feel like every great wrestler has their five moves of doom. I'm trying to think other other people to, that I think would be good to work with. Um, yeah, it's. I miss working with Chris Jordan. He he doesn't wrestle anymore, but but he was great to work with. Just really good at uh, taking a new guy and holding their hand and uh, you know t- helping them go from crawling to taking their first baby steps, kind of stuff. Um, For sure, yeah. So okay. I, I think I think that's what wrestling needs to grow is is. It needs to be a two-way street. It needs to be uh, respect on both sides. And uh, even if, you know, everybody can't be best friends, like, let's at least try to be civil. Yeah. Okay, did you play sports in high school or growing up? I did. I uh, I played basketball for a while. And honestly, I really wish I would have stuck with it. Um, yeah, I wish I would have stuck with basketball. Not in the sense that I think anything great would have came out of it or anything like that, but it's just I remember having a lot of fun doing baseball, too. I, I enjoyed playing baseball. Um, I, did, I did wrestling for a while, but it was really a uh, – it was like to to me is is like it's almost like man this isn't this isn't real wrestling. Uh, where's my entrance music? Where's my uh, <laughs> like to, to me wrestling was the stuff I watched on TV. Like if some somebody asks says the word wrestling to me, I'm I'm not immediately thinking of the amateur stuff. Uh, and I think it's <laughs> yeah. so ironic that that amateur wrestling is referred to amateur wrestling and pro wrestling is referred to as pro wrestling. I think that's a super yeah, beautiful yeah. thing. And I think yeah, the more okay. uh, the, the more of those guys we see go over into this, I think the product benefits from having that, from having some guys where it's like, well, yeah, if we're going to be doing some wrestling, you know, throw some actual wrestling in there, which yeah, maybe advice okay. I should be uh, giving myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your self defense background? Um, really never got, like, never had a, too much of a problem, like, handling myself for the most part, and, uh, you know, if if I did take an L, like, whatever, there's always tomorrow, um, but as far as, like, anything organized, there is never, uh, there's never really a big thing in my life, and I think some of it was, because I remember being, like, mom and dad, let me, let me do karate, let me learn how to do whatever, but I think they thought, like, on some level, like, I have no idea what they thought. It was like, they must have seen, like, a really messed up, like, kung fu movie in the 80s or something. <laughs> like, oh, no, we can't we can't have our boy participating in that. But I think there's a lot of stuff in my life that would have turned out differently if I would have had that kind of an outlet. And I think, you know, people need that. I think every human being you know, needs uh, a chance to kind of let that out. Like, it's not like a, I don't look at it as, like, a violence kind of thing, per se. Uh, and the whole, like, uh, my, my kids did that karate stuff and was like, man, it's really cool just hearing the uh, dojo master or whatever do his uh, shtick or whatever because he's kind of giving them the little, you know, pep talks about, you know, being nice, being respectful, and, uh, you know, sticking up for the little guy and, you know, just like wholesome uh, type, type of morals. It's, it's like, 
stuff is always huge on that kind of thing, but, like, you know, as time has gone on and society has, you know, gone the way it's gone, it's just like, man, it's, <laughs> wow, you know, it sounds nice now. Hear, <laughs> hearing, hearing about some morals. Like, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. those. Yes, definitely. Okay, and then speak, speaking of morals, what's your suggestion for people wanting to get into the business? Um, I think if you're going to get in, uh, you owe it to yourself and the business to commit all the way. And I know that might be ironic <laughs> coming from me just because I've had, you know, issues, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's part of the bargain is, is like, uh, you know, just get in there, give it your all, do your best, work hard, treat people fairly. Um, <laughs> like sometimes it's like I try and uh, I was gonna say ears open, mouth shut, or whatever, and I was like I was like a damn mime for the first couple years in uh, wrestling because of the whole ears ears open, mouth shut thing, and then uh, I don't know, whenever I, whenever I started opening, uh, like, whenever I started talking, I just, just kind of seemed like I couldn't stop, so I know, I don't know, I must have something undiagnosed going on with all that, because every now and then I'll hear myself back, and I'm like, man, this guy really knows how to ramble, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'd say just, just do it, do it, do it from the heart, you know, like, well, like, why do you love wrestling? Oh, what what did wrestling make you feel? How can you use the platform of wrestling to? Because uh, for me, that's that's huge. Is is like being able to look out and see like families all like, yay, the you know, <laughs> the good guy won, whatever. Um, like to me, that's cool, man. Like like being able to be a part of something that brings people together and um, you know there's going to be times in wrestling where people people will be selfish and, and you just got to remember like some of them are doing it because they have to and kind of stuff and it's just the more you can do to just not take things personally I think is huge because there's some people where it's like man you just you know and I've been guilty of letting you know people get under my skin and stuff in the past it's just like at the end of the day, what we're doing is such a, a an amazing thing. It's such a fun spectacle. It's such a uh, like what we do is cool, you know. Like who else can go and say, oh, on the weekends I'm gonna be going out there, I'm gonna be you know dressed up in a bunch of spikes or you know whatever, getting thrown on the spandex and like I'm a superhero or something and uh or a super villain. Just like you get you get a chance to be something more than just a cog in the wheel at at, a, at an everyday job type of thing. Like even if it's like like I, I know the, the pro wrestling lends itself to being, you know, grandiose and to me I think that's part of the fun of it. Is like For real. Uh, believe in yourself but, you know, Keep it real with yourself too. I think is another thing. And, okay, and then what schools like, would uh, you like to su- what schools would you like to suggest for people? Well, I'd say if you're in the area that I'm in, it, as as far as I can tell, like if you're trying to learn uh, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, um, the Academy School of Pro Wrestling. Ken Anderson, Ken Anderson School. He, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been there in so long. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that place has uh, has got some good stuff going on there, and some of the guys they got coming out there are really great. Um, there, there's not, there's not a lot of options um, outside of that. Uh, there's uh, Rudos Promotion, uh, Rudos. The Rudos Promotion, so like they they train the lucha libre style. So I think there might be, I think there might be another lucha libre training thing in the area as well. But as far as I know, those would be the only uh, 
three places to train in Minnesota, I'd say your best bet, yeah, it's going to be the academy. Um, okay. But like All for right. people that have the for people that have the option, it seems like the uh, the Black and Brave schools had a lot of good guys come out of it. I know Freelance has had some really good guys come out of it. Some of the Wisconsin camps have had some great guys come out of them. And I think, right. yeah, but outside of that, like, as far as, like, if you're in the Twin Cities area, you'll be, uh, if, if there's a, if there's another training place going on, I, I have no idea of its existence. Okay. Well, hey, I'm sure Sign Guy has some more for you, and man, I appreciate your story and what you do for wrestling, and I wish you all the luck in the world. Right on, brother. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. All right. Well, we are down to the last few minutes of the show, and Stonehenge, I want you to have plenty of time. If there's anything you want to say to the listeners in closing, anything at all you want to plug, upcoming shows, merchandise, social media, your favorite laundromat, anything at all, floor is yours. Here's a list of my top ten favorite laundromats. Um, here I'm going to start with. Uh, nah, I got. Uh, I'm on social media, of course. Uh, uh, I think the easiest way to go about this might just be to go to Google and type in Stonehenge Wrestler. And if I had to guess, I think I might be the first thing that pops up. Might show up as like Stonehenge Wrestler, artist, entertainer, or something like that. But I, I know in the past I've, I've uh, given my social media information, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> that's, that's my password for my – no. Um, yeah, super uh, – there's, there's uh, merch options and all that. I think I, got, I think I got a link tree in the bio in all of my social media uh, profiles. But if you felt inclined to uh, purchase the finest Stonehenge merch this side of the Mason Dixon, I got you. Um, other than that, just uh, just want to give a shout out to uh, everybody out there doing your thing. Keep on rocking in the free world, brother. And everybody must get stoned. <laughs> All right. Well, Stonehenge, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your Sunday to be with us. We enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll have you back on, and I wish you the best as you continue to heal up and make your way back to the ring. Right on. Thanks for everything and having me on, man. You're welcome. All right. Fans, if you have not, jump on the Internet, look up Stonehenge. He was right. If you Google him, he is the first thing that pops up for several items that pops up. In fact, you can go to the YouTubes and watch a lot of his matches. So look up what he's done. Very, very entertaining wrestler. So make sure you get more familiar. Coach, as we wind this thing down, I know you have some plugs to make. Yes, I'm still still uh, buzzing off of yesterday's great show at the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast. I had original Glow Grill Hollywood out of Tennessee yesterday. Man, that was a great show. Still looking for a guest for next week. Sign Guy and I are working on that right now. On the 11th, I have Mike Rogers. And on the 25th, I have Short Sleeve Samson. You guys can also check me out at Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. And I want to thank you guys all, all the fans, for all your feedback, love, hope, and support, and for QT and the rest of Turnbuckle Turmoil. Thank you, guys. All right, and I want to thank everybody that came out to Nampa, Idaho last night to see us at Russell Club for a very successful Dia de los Mortis show, the annual event there. Lots of fans in attendance. It was a very, very loud crowd. Lots of great matches last night. And we ended things with the very shocking betrayal of Garibay against his partner Damian Black moments after they won the tag team title. So we'll have to see how that plays out at future Russell Club shows. 
But you can find me on all the social medias. You can find Chicken Bob on all the social medias, the usual places. And if you're looking for some uh, content right here, I can run down the month of November for you. On Friday the 3rd, we have Texas Outlaw joining us for the first time ever. He very recently announced his retirement. I'm sure he'll be back next week, but we will have him on Friday for the first time. Very surprisingly, he has not been on before. On one week from today, the 5th, the CPW janitor will be with us. He has been cleaning things up there at the Merkwood in Arlington whenever CPW appears. He's become very, very popular with the fans there. On the 10th, we have Scott Icon Halmrast. He is a podcast host, great wrestling fan out of North Dakota. On the 12th, we have Colin Stevens, referee out of the great state of Texas. On the 17th, Buck Sexton, who is, as we speak, running things over at Warrior Pro Wrestling. He took over, essentially, HPW, turned it into Warrior Pro. He will be back with us. On the 19th, referee Becky Pence out of the great state of Ohio. On the 24th, we have former Von Eric confidant Bill Colville coming to the show. He will be on around a month before the Iron Claw is released to theaters nationwide. Should be very, very interesting having him on the show. And then on the 26th, Bruiser Koloff makes his way to the program for the first time. So we have a big November. We already have a lot of December signed, so we will update you as ink dries on that. Everybody get out there and support your local wrestling. I'd like to remind you also, in addition to the shows I mentioned at the top of the hour, Naptown Pro Wrestling happening in Indianapolis today and in the other end of the state in Jeffersonville at the arena Grindhouse Pro Wrestling happening. So if you have some wrestling near you, go out and support the local independents. We will be back with you next week. Everybody enjoy their Halloween and their Dia de los Muertos, and we will talk to you soon. Half a menu. You needed one. It's hard.